This is Brian Kaplovitz, and you're listening to the Speaker Match Radio Series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. This is a live show where we interview top experts in the speaking industry and business to provide emerging speakers with marketing strategies and other business building advice. If you're listening live, you can participate in this call online right now by going to speakermatch.com slash radio. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Brian Kaplovitz, your host, and our guest today is Patrick Snow. Patrick is a favorite guest of mine, and he's a great mentor to many speakers in our community. He has been a Speaker Match member for over 12 years, and the many bookings he's received through his own efforts and through Speaker Match give him some really great insight into how this industry works, and I'm always so grateful with the information that Patrick is willing to share. There's just so much misinformation out there, and I like that Patrick really tells it like it is. For those of you that are not familiar with Patrick Snow, I'll share real briefly that Patrick is an international best-selling author, professional keynote speaker, publishing, speaking, and book marketing coach. Patrick has spoken to more than 3,500 audiences on four continents to create their individual and organizational destinies. As a publishing coach, he's mentored more than 1,200 clients throughout the world to successfully publish their fiction, nonfiction, memoir, legacy, or children's book even. Patrick's destiny message has been recognized on TV and magazines and in major newspapers such as the New York Times. His book and family photo was also featured as a cover story in the December 5th, 2002 issue of USA Today. And he was recently featured in a Spanish edition of Forbes magazine. Patrick is author of the international bestseller, Creating Your Own Destiny which has sold upwards of 1 million copies in five languages and 108 countries worldwide since its first printing in 2001. And that's a result of that book. And his second book, The Affluent Entrepreneur, have both been purchased by John Wiley and Sons in New York and have been republished under the Wiley imprint. He is a contributing author to numerous other books, including Chicken Soup for the Soul, Life Lessons for Mastering the Law of Attraction. And his newest book, Boy Entrepreneur, was first published or was published in September of 2014. His next book, Providing Massive Value, is uh, due to be published soon. Patrick's from Michigan. He graduated from the University of Montana. And uh, he lived in the Seattle area for more than 20 years until moving to Maui, Hawaii in 2013, where he continues to build his speaking, coaching, and consulting business. Patrick, it is really great to have you with us. Again, you are, like I said, one of the speaker match favorites as far as guests go on our uh, teleseminar series. Welcome. Well, thank you, Brian. I got to tell you, that could very well be the absolute best speaker introduction that I've ever written. So thank you for so eloquently <laughs> reading that verbatim. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I think it's important for people to know who you are and get an idea of your background. And you're not just somebody who is uh, who, who's talking about what they think might work. You actually are uh, are living. Uh, living proof of uh, of what you're talking about. You you're experiencing all of this, and I like that you're sharing everything as you see it. And uh, it's uh, you're you're very straightforward and honest with everybody, and I really appreciate that. I know our listeners do also. Well, I'm going to give tons and tons and tons of valuable insights and free tools today to your listeners. Uh, but before I do, I just want to you know thank you for the vision for creating Speaker Match. Uh, you know, 12, 14 years ago, I've been a member from the very beginning, and I got to look back at the speaking career that I've had over the last 20 years, uh, 25 years, and I would say without a doubt, the absolute single greatest best investment other than writing and publishing a book to use it as a lead generating tool 
to attract the speaking engagements. My best investment was becoming a member in Speaker Match. And I can't even tell you how many gigs that I book from Speaker Match, but I'd say it's average at least once a month. And uh, many times we've had one, two, or three gigs a month booked from Speaker Match. So I want to thank you for your foresight, for your, uh, your vision. I think it's the single greatest uh, opportunity for speakers today. I'm listed with numerous speaker bureaus, and none of the speaker bureaus can hold what you have to offer. So thank you for your vision, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be part of this family. Well, thank you, Patrick. I really do appreciate that. Um, let, let, let's get down to it. You've been speaking and marketing your book now for over over 25 years. How, how about we get started by sharing how you got involved in this business? Well, I would tell you I've been a personal growth and development and, quote, junkie my entire life. Uh, I've been an athlete and playing football and basketball and baseball and tennis growing up. Um, my goal was to play in the NFL, and I had a career-ending back injury that prevented me from uh, making that happen uh, while playing college football. So at that time, I turned my athletic discipline into my academics, and I started reading and devouring personal growth and development books like crazy. Uh, I took one speech class in high school and loved it. I took one speech class in college, and I loved it. But at the time, I didn't know there was such a career as being a professional keynote speaker. So I graduated from the University of Montana in 1991, moved to Seattle. I got in corporate sales. And during that time in corporate sales, I moonlighted in the speaking business. And between 22 and 26 years old, I think I gave something like 300 speaking engagements to churches, to schools, to Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, DECA, FBLA, Rotary. Uh, and the thing is, is over these 300 speaking engagements, I failed 300 times to get paid. I got free breakfast, free lunch, free dinner, free pens, free mugs, free food, free parking. And finally, being a Christian, I had to come to Jesus talk, and it's like, what am I doing wrong here? Why can't I make it in this business? Why can't I go from free speaking to highly paid fee speaking? And this was the question that I asked the universe, and I got back an answer clear as day, and that was this. If you want what others have, you must do what others have done, and you'll get what others have gotten. And so I took an inventory of my mentors. Uh, people like Zig Ziglar and, and uh, Les Brown, and Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer, Brian Tracy, Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, um, and all of these, Stephen Covey, every single one of these highly paid professional keynote speakers had one thing in common. And that one thing in common is that all of them successfully wrote and published a book. They used that book as their platform from which they could stand on to launch their professional keynote speaking career. So at 26 years old, I had this aha moment, and I learned that if I don't change the way that I'm marketing myself, I'm never going to get paid to speak. And so over the next five years, I spent $20,000 in five years of my life writing the first edition of Creating Your Own Destiny, which was a crappy, crappy, crappy book with grammar errors and spelling errors and typos in that book. But ultimately, <laughs> that book was published in 2001. Uh, I self-published it. I did a book launch party. That book launch party uh, turned into my first paid speaking engagement, and then I started getting one spin-off engagement after another, after another, after another, and then it just kind of took off from there. So the book ultimately laid the foundation or blazed the trail to launch a professional speaking career. So that's how it began. So uh, you, you've spoken a lot in the past about the importance of having a book if you are a speaker. And for our listeners, I encourage you to look in the library of replays at speakermatch.com slash radio. Look for some of uh, Patrick's uh, past uh, teleseminars with us, and I think that you'll get a really good idea of why it's important to have a book and uh, all of the advantages to, to having a book and ways to, to get your book out there. Today, Patrick is going to be focusing on mistakes that speakers make when they are publishing their books, often uh, the mistakes that prevent them from getting booked. And he's narrowed his list down, at least for the purposes of this teleseminar, to 21 mistakes. So, Patrick... Like I said, you've been doing this for a long time now, and I am sure that uh, there were some mistakes that you made early on that uh, 
probably a lot of speakers would make when they are first getting started in dealing with their own book. What, what, were, what were some of the early mistakes that you made with your book before you evolved it to subsequent editions? Well, first thing is, uh, as soon as my book was published, I think I had $500 left in my budget, and I called up Dan Pointer, and Dan Pointer wrote the book, The Self-Publishing Manual, and he was my coach back in the day. And he passed a few years ago, and bless his heart, what an amazing contribution he's made to this industry of, of self-publishing. But he taught me an important lesson. He taught me that the average author in a lifetime sells 250 books in a lifetime. And then I went on to learn that the Publishers Marketing Association reports that 98% of authors will never sell more than 2,000 books. And then I learned Dan Pointer's definition of a bestseller is having sold 35,000 copies. So his advice to me early on was instead of writing one book every single year and then when Oprah Winfrey doesn't call, you abandon the book and write book two and then Dr. Phil doesn't call and abandon that and then write book three and book four and book five. His advice to me was instead of having 20, 30, 40, 50 books out in a lifetime, you write one book and sell a million copies. And then each and every year you update that book into a second edition, a third edition, a fourth edition, a fifth edition, a sixth edition with new chapters, new stories, new experiences, new aha moments, new testimonials, new forwards, new uh, changes and evolutions to your life and your career and your success. And so that's what I did. My first edition of my book was a crappy book. There were probably 20 to 30 grammar errors and spelling errors in the book. And I think the biggest mistake that I made is I came out with the book in soft cover at 140 pages. And I'm a big advocate as a professional keynote speaker. I've learned over the years that if you publish a soft cover book, I'm pretty convinced that will get you the 2,500 level of professional speaking. And my keynote speaking fee today is $25,000. I've never been paid $25,000 to speak, but I've been paid $18,000 numerous times, $17,000 numerous times, $15,000 many, many times. A lot of my gigs are in that $10,000 range. So to me, a soft cover book looks like a pretty solid, good $2,500 speaker. But if you look at a 250, which would be 50,000 words, or 300 page, which would be 60,000 words, hardcover book, that is branding. That is impact. That's like a brand new BMW or a brand new Mercedes right off the showroom floor. So that was the mistake that I made is I had a 140 page soft cover book that I was out there marketing and hence I was getting 2,500 to 5,000 hour paid speaking gigs. Over the subsequent years, I did exactly what Dan Pointer asked me to every single year. For the next 10 years, I updated the book with new chapters, new stories, new experiences. I evolved the book to hardcover, now creating your own destinies, 320 pages in hardcover. And that's the book that I use to market myself to get these high 10, 15, 20,000 hour paid speaking gigs. So that was a huge mistake. I'm a believer that the fatter the book is equals the fatter your paycheck is. And as a professional keynote speaker, conversely, the opposite is true. We want to look good on stage, so we can't be, you know, fat guy in a little suit. And so based on that, the fatter the book equals the fatter the paycheck, and the thinner your waistline is equals the thicker your paycheck will become. So that was the biggest mistake that I made, and I do a lot of book makeovers, book remodels with many clients who come to me with a soft cover book at 140, 160, 180 pages, and we redo that book and we turn it out and we add a leadership chapter, add a change chapter, because those are the number one and number two most book speaking topics on planet Earth. We add some exercises to the book, more testimonials, and then we republish that book in hardcover at 250 to 300 pages, and now they're able to market themselves at the 10, 15, $20,000 level. So that was my big mistake that I made early on. Looks like we have a lot of people on the line right now and a lot of new listeners. So I want to let you know if you are listening right now, we really uh, we pride ourselves on the way that we conduct our teleseminars here. It's not just a one-way uh, lecture. We allow this to be an interactive teleseminar, and we encourage questions and audience participation. Uh, one of the great things about participating live is that you have the ability to ask questions of our guest and uh, get some personalized advice. So 
So if you would like to participate in this call, if you have a question or would like to make a comment, uh, just click the raise your hand button if you are connected through the uh, web interface. If you're on your phone, you can dial star two on your keypad and I will do my best to bring you into the conversation. If you prefer to write your question, you can use the form at speakermatch.com slash radio and enter your question online that way. If you type it out, uh, I'll do my best to get to that also. Patrick, it looks like we have a question already from somebody in Twin Cities, Minnesota. Go ahead, Carla. You're hi, online. this is Maria Hello? Lynn Johnson. Yes, hi. Hi, Maria. I have a question. Hello, Patrick. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm right at the point of launching a book. I just had the Kindle e-version come out, and I'm launching the print view version in a few days, and I've heard conflicting uh, advice around this, the whole soft cover versus hard cover. One, one um, leader in this uh, marketing, online marketing space has said, print short books uh, that people can read quickly in soft cover. And I've heard other speakers say, you know, I need a really fat book in hardcover because every time I do a keynote and I go to some places, every, every, everybody else's book is in hardcover. So I'm wondering, my book is a little under 200 pages, and you've said that in more like 300 pages. So I guess I'm wondering advice around do I wait to do that? Uh, do I have it printed now in hardcover, even though it's a little under 200 pages? What are your thoughts around that? Well, first off, in a few minutes, I'm going to give you 21 mistakes to avoid when publishing your book. And so what I would do is I would not print your book at all until you digest and implement and avoid these 21 mistakes. And uh, so I would definitely wait to do that. Um, the biggest difference to answer your question is there's two goals in this industry. And, and as Brian said, I've got several hundred clients all over the world. And my clients that have goals of selling books, their goal is to sell books, sell books, sell books. And they want to make an extra 500 to $600 a month selling books on Amazon. And my whole thing is I could care less if I sell any books. I don't even care if I sell books. For me, it's not about selling books. For me, it's about making five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars per speaking engagement. For me, it's about gifting my book away to coaching prospects. For me, it's about gifting my books away to corporations to hire me as a consultant. So I'm not going to be happy with five or six hundred dollars a month in book sales or a five hundred dollar per month paycheck from Amazon. And I would be willing to bet that there's nobody on this phone call today that can make their house payment with a five hundred dollar check. So those experts that are telling you to do a thin book in soft cover, they are right. If your goal is to make $500 a month on Amazon selling books, then do a soft cover 150-page book. But the experts on my side of the coin that are helping you get five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars a month in corporate keynote speaking engagements, association corporate uh, uh, speaking engagements. These experts are right on telling you that you need to do 250 to 300 pages in hardcover because your chances of making 30 grand a month as a speaker with a hardcover book is realistic. Your chances of making $30,000 a month as a speaker with a softcover 150-page book are almost impossible, maybe a pipe dream. So the question comes down to, is your goal to make $500 a book a month selling books on Amazon, then go soft cover 150 pages. If your goal is to make 20, 30, 40 grand a month as a keynote speaker, then do hardcover 250 pages. And by the way, later on, I'm going to give out my private cell phone number, and I would be thrilled to offer you a complimentary consultation, and I can share with you firsthand about 10 stretching techniques where we can stretch your 200-page book into 300 pages, and we can do it in like 30 minutes or less. And so that's my advice to you. And so the answer is, it depends what your goal is. And hopefully that answers your question. Yes, thank you very much. I would love to have that call. Wonderful. All right, thank you for your question. Okay, Patrick, um, you had an uh, a big aha moment 
um, when you realized that it was, uh, I think maybe you talked about that a little, when you talked about, uh, you realized it was not just about selling books, but it's about giving books away. Is there anything else you wanted to say about that? Yeah, so I had my first big aha moment. I was like 19, no, 2000. 1999, 1998, I was speaking in and around Seattle area. Every place that I'd go speak, uh, I was driving to. The book came off the press. I found a $5,000 paid speaking engagement on the Internet. Um, as soon as I got that gig, they paid me 11 a month in advance, five grand in Key Largo, Florida, round-trip airline ticket, two-night hotel, car rental, food, the whole shebang, and I was on cloud nine. I couldn't believe that I went from basically being a free speaker to now having a book out to getting a 5K speaking gig 11 months paid early. And by the way, I get all my money up front in advance, and later I can talk about that as well, how to do that instead of doing the 50% deposit and the 50% day of the event because that doesn't work at all. So what I learned was I mailed a signed copy of my book to the meeting planner. About two weeks later, to my surprise, they called me up and said, we've selected you as our speaker. Uh, we're going to mail you the check, you know, fill out the W-9, do all that whole mess, and I was delighted. I showed up early. I did what my mentor taught me, uh, interview everybody in advance, take whatever I learned from the pre-speech interview at the morning breakfast, apply that into the speech. I got a standing ovation. And by the way, all of you listening that are new to this business, you as a speaker need to understand that 95% of the time you will not get a standing ovation, and that's okay, and that's normal. This particular instance, I did get one. I was shocked. I went to the meeting planner afterwards, and I said, I don't understand. Um, there had to have been other speakers. Why? Please enlighten me. Why did you book Patrick Snow? What was it about Patrick Snow in which you booked me? Please let me know so I can learn for the future. And she said, oh, my goodness, Patrick, you're absolutely right. We had 47 speakers all over the world, 47 speakers that all sent us an email, and in their email they embedded their highlight video. And we got your email and your highlight video as well, Patrick, and we watched 10 or 15 videos, and they were all great speakers. But you were the only speaker of the 47 that mailed us an actual signed copy of the book. And my answer was, well, great, what do you think of the book? And she said, we liked it, that's why we booked you as our speaker. And I said, no, what do you think of the content of the book? And she said, well, to tell you the truth, Patrick, we had seven of us on the speaker selection committee, and we were all so darn busy that not a single one of us actually had a moment to even read your book. And so in that moment, I learned the holy grail of this entire speaking industry, that everybody out there on the planet is trying to do everything through social media, through branding, through online, through this, through that. And the best way I've found, and it's worked to this day, to, find key, uh, to get booked keynote speaking engagements is to mail a physical copy of the book to the meeting planners. Because either the other speakers are too cheap not to do it, or it, B, they don't have a book, or C, if their book is done, it's a 125-page booklet, uh, which is kind of embarrassing. And so based on that, that completely changed my life. So I came home. This was like 14 years ago. My entire business model changed. I went to the Internet. I found 10 speaking engagements. I mailed 10 books. And my average to this date is for every 10 gigs that I pursue, Three and a half out of 10, or my conversion ratio is 35%. And then with regards to coaching and consulting, for every 10 books that I mail, for coaching and consulting, my conversion ratio is 70%. And so based on that, I've found that writing and publishing a book and selectively gifting it to the right people, the meeting planners, that right there is the world's greatest marketing secret in the history of all business. So there's only five things that you listeners need to do and jot these down. Number one, you got to write and publish your book. Number two, in hardcover, 250, 300 pages. Number two, you need to selectively gift your book to the people who have the ability to hire you for speaking, coaching, or consulting. Number three, you need to follow up. Why? Because the fortune's made in the follow up. Number four, you need to follow up. Why? Because the fortune's made in the follow up. Number five, you guessed it. You need to follow up. Those are the only five things that we need to do. So that's completely changed my business forever, that concept right there. You say that having a book opened more doors for you in publicity also, right? Well, I was just blown away. Um, I couldn't get any publicity to save my life, but since the book came off the press and I started doing my own publicity servicing, and I want to tell you I'm not a big fan of publicists because a lot of publicists, 
they tend to take ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars from uh, good, honest, hardworking people, and they rarely deliver any, if all, publicity. And uh, so I do my own publicity. I coach and teach four publicity services, three of which are free. One of them is $99 a month. And using these free publicity tools, I've been featured as a cover store in USA Today, uh, done a 1,000 radio and TV interviews, uh, front page cover store, USA Today, New York Times, Forbes Magazine, about 100 other national and international publications all over the world. And it's because I was an author. And the reality of it is, according to Dan Pointer's study, the number one most respected career in North America today is that of a brain surgeon. And the number two most respected career in North America today is that of a published author. So we should not market ourselves as a speaker. We should market ourselves as an author because there's a whole lot more credentials and credibility given to you by the media as a result. Then the key thing to understand is when I was on cover story of USA Today, I think we only sold 50 books that day. And in that moment, I thought I was going to sell 10,000. So I learned that publicity does not sell books. The only reason why you do publicity is to make photocopies so that you can take the photocopies of the New York Times and the USA Today cover story and the Forbes magazine, and then you mail that with a copy of your book to the meeting planner. And those photocopies substantiate your credentials and your credibility and gives the meeting planner even more confidence to book you. So that's the way you do the publicity. And I will tell you this, if I didn't have in my auto signature a picture of my book cover, there's no way most of these journalists would have even gotten back to me. You claim that there are about 100 decisions that every author or speaker must make when producing a world-class book. Can you expand on that? Uh, absolutely right. I run into people all the time like, oh, I can know how to write a book. I can do this. I can do that. And the reality of it is anybody can write a book. We can go to FedEx Kinko's this afternoon, and we can print a book with a spiral bound, but it's really not a book. It's a, a special report. So the reality of it is most people make about 30 or 40 or 50 decisions correctly when it comes down to actually manufacturing a book. That means they're making 70, 60, or 50 decisions incorrectly as they publish their book. And so what I do as a book publishing coach, a writing coach, a book marketing coach, a professional speaking and coaching coach, is I help people, I take them by the hand, I walk them through the process of making 100 decisions out of 100 decisions correctly. And these are things like title formula, five words or less that speak to your head, uh, subtitle, ten words or less that speak to your heart, tagline, author credentials, cover copy, cover design, hardcover, softcover, printed book, ebook, audiobook, testimonials, copyright page, dedication page, acknowledgments, preface. I've got a nine-paragraph introduction formula where I show my author clients how to hook in the reader. Most every other author on planet Earth, they write their book, I, 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 me, 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 this happened to me, then that happened to me, and then a bankruptcy and a foreclosure, my foot got run over by a train, my dog ran away, this happened and that happened, and I was homeless, and I want you to read my book because of me, 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 I, 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 I'm a victim. You should care about me because I'm a victim. That's how everybody writes their introduction. I have a nine-paragraph formula which should be patented about how to write a world-class introduction that hooks the reader in to the story so they want to read the entire book. And then at the end of the book, I've got a nine-paragraph off-final note that summarizes the reader of what was the content and then more importantly challenges them to take action. And then you have other front-page inserts and back-page inserts. And then the back-page sales page is about how to get booked as a speaker to market your coaching. I teach the formula for creating uh, award-winning storytelling formula, a DNA for writing a chapter. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And then you have font size, you have point size, you have the font to select, you have the color of the paper, hardcover, softcover. Should you print at Amazon's Create Space? Should you print in China, Canada, U.S.? Um, what pound paper? 50 pound, 40 pound, 60 pound, 70 pound paper. Uh, uh, matte or glossy finish. And so as you can see, there are 100, 100 decisions to make. And the point of it is, having published 1,200 other clients and done it myself four times, I've made every mistake that you can make. 
And so my goal is to reduce your learning curve. And as a result, instead of spending five years and 20 grand taking your book to press like I did, my clients are now getting published in three to six months. And they're investing seven, eight, nine thousand dollars on their book. But the point of it is 100 out of 100 decisions are spot on correct. And now they're positioning themselves to get those high paid speaking gigs. And nobody's laughing at them because they got their mug shot on the front cover of their book, which is the single greatest mistake in the history of all publishing. And yes, if you're Zig Ziglar, if you're Brian Tracy, if you're Tony Robbins, if you're Oprah Winfrey, Joe Montana, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, yes, if you're already a celebrity, you can put your photo on the front of a book. But if you're Patrick Snow, we cannot put our photo on the front of the book. And the reason why is people will assume the book is an autobiography. And if they don't recognize us, if we're not Kim Kardashian and they don't recognize us, then they're never going to even pick up the book. So the front of the book is for the reader, and then the back flap of the book is for your photo. So these are just some of the major decisions that need to be made, and that's what I help people do is be their book shepherd, their publishing doctor, and I walk them through all of these steps so that they don't embarrass themselves later. All right, Patrick, you've put together a list of 21 mistakes to avoid when publishing your books. Can you maybe rattle off this list and also share a thought or two on each? Yeah, and you know what I would like to do, because it's going to be hard for everybody to get all these down. I'm going to go really fast so that everybody gets these. But if there's anybody listening that wants to get a copy of this special report, just send me an email, patrick at patricksnow.com, patrick at patricksnow.com, and I will email you the attached uh, special report, 21 Mistakes to Avoid When Publishing and Promoting Your Book. But here they are. I'm going to rattle them off and say a thing or two about each. Number one, don't write your book for too small of a market. So I want you to write a book about leadership and change and sales and marketing and entrepreneurship. Don't write a book about collecting duck decoys or about collecting vintage rookie baseball cards. It's too small of a market. Number two, make certain that you secure the .com of your book title .com and also your first name, last name .com. Huge mistake. A lot of people take a book to print and they don't even own the .com of the book, so they're promoting someone else's website. Number three, don't have your name listed in the publishing company somewhere. So don't come up with Patrick Snow Press or Patrick Snow Publications. It's a dead giveaway. The book is self-published. I use a publishing company in New York, and all my clients get a New York publishing imprint on their book, even though they self-publish and they own 100% of the rights. This is how I ended up on the front cover of, of, of the USA Today, because they couldn't figure out my book was self-published. And so they said, let's do the interview. Number four, don't select a printer with high printing costs. And this is where the whole Internet publishing you know, route goes. If you Google publishing on the Internet, the first thousand companies that pop up, every single one of them are virtually a scam. And the reason why they're a scam is because they're going to charge you two grand or 20 grand up front in advance to publish your book. And then at the end of the day, rarely, if ever, will they give you the finished files of your book. They're not going to give you the PDF file or the text file. And the reason why is whomever has the files of the book controls the print run. Whomever controls the print run controls the printing. So unfortunately, these Internet publishers will charge you 12 to $16 a book, and then they turn around and print your book for 5 to $7 a book. So I'm a big advocate of you selecting your own printer and having no middleman in, in advance, involved, and that way you can print, pay your books 5 to $7 a book. Or you can go to China and print for 2 to $3 a book or in Hong Kong. Number five, don't select your own book title. I spent $3,000 20 years ago learning three award-winning title formulas. And the number one award-winning title formula on planet Earth is the ING rule, where you take a verb, add an ING to it to make it an action verb or a gerund, such as my book, Creating Your Own Destiny. Other books we publish, Finding Your Inner Truth, Stepping Into Your Becoming, Beating Ovarian Cancer, Living Your Life in Balance. That is the number one award-winning title formula, is the ING rule. And this formula is so powerful, you should also take that formula, and every one of your chapters should also begin with an ING action phrase. So if you don't know the title formula or the subtitle formula or the three formulas, 
or the tagline formula, don't attempt to publish a book on your own because you're bound to make mistakes. Number six, we already talked about this. Don't put your photo on the front cover of your book unless you're a professional athlete, a movie star, a celebrity, or a politician. Number seven, don't do your own cover design. We're taught as young children never to judge a person by the way they look, but rather if we're to judge, we judge by their character, their morals, their values, their actions, their habits. In the field of publishing, the only way your book is going to be judged is by its cover. So don't go cheap here. Don't have your niece or your nephew who's in the sixth grade that took an art class do your cover design. For goodness sakes, don't do your own cover design unless you know what you're doing. Hire the professional. If your graphic designer hasn't done 500 covers, find another designer. Number eight, the most important thing on your book is not the actual cover, I mean the title. Some people think it is. The most important thing on the actual book dust jacket to be printed is to have your .com or your URL printed on the book. So I have patricksnow.com on my book. I have Boy Entrepreneur on my book. I have The Publishing Doctor on my book. I've got all three domain names on the book, and you must fight like hell with whomever your publisher is to make absolutely certain that you get your .coms printed right on your book. And if you miss that step, that's another huge mistake. Number nine, don't allow someone to do a forward in your book unless they have a huge, huge list, a huge influence. For 10 years, I never had a forward in my book. And finally, I met Brian Tracy. We became friends. Brian Tracy has about 80-some-odd books out. He sold over 100 million copies. And he asked me if he could write a forward in my book. And I said, of course that he could. So the point of it is you don't need a forward in your book. But if you can find a big name, then do it. And I coach and teach a 12-paragraph forward formula so that your forward also endorses and sells your book. Number 10, don't skip the proofreading step. Huge mistake. The average book that comes out of New York has 20 to 30 grammar and spelling errors. Proofreading can stop that. Number 11, don't sell your rights to a major publisher unless you can get a six-figure advance. Uh, ten years ago, I sold Creating Your Own Destiny and The Affluent Entrepreneur to John Wiley and Sons for $40,000. As an author, it was the biggest mistake of my life because they've done absolutely nothing for my book. As a publishing coach and a book marketing coach, it was the greatest decision that I've made because now I know self-publishing and New York publishing like the back of my hand. My point is this. If you want to be a publishing coach, get a New York publishing deal done. If you have no desire to be a publishing coach, don't waste your time. Stick with self-publishing. Number 12, don't rely on somebody else to do your publicity for you. Nobody knows your message like you. If you don't stand up and shout out and tell the world who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, nobody else is going to do it for you. Number 13, we get all of my clients full global book distribution with Ingrams. And once you're in the Ingrams, now you're in Barnes & Noble and you're in the bookstores worldwide, we get all my clients on Amazon, both the printed book and the ebook. So it's a big mistake not to work with the distributors. But step number 14 is once you have that set up, I need you to forget about it. Focus on going after speaking, coaching, consulting. That's where the money's at. My clients that fail in this business, they all fail on focusing on bookstore sales. So number 14 is don't focus on bookstore sales. Don't focus on online retail sales because those are lousy, 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 lousy places to sell books. You might not get paid. If you get paid, it might be 180 days later. And, oh, by the way, they're going to take upwards of 65%. Hence the reason why a bookstore and an online retailer is a lousy place to sell a book. So get the distribution set up and then focus on speaking, coaching, consulting. Number 15, don't focus on selling books one at a time. It's a complete waste of time. I want you to focus on selling 10,000 to 50,000 books at a time. When Creating Your Own Destiny came off the press in 2000, 2001, I sent 10 books away to an organization that marketed books to the network marketing industry. They purchased 40,000 copies of Creating Your Own Destiny within the first 30 days of being published. So that's what I want you to do is give your books away one at a time so you can sell them 500 to 5,000 at a time using Speaker Match. I got booked in, I don't know, Tallahassee, Florida for Baptist University Leadership Program. They paid me 10000 to speak, and then they bought another 500 books at $10 a piece 
and paid me another 5000 to have a book put in the amenity bag of every speaker, uh, every attendee there. And so as a result of that, I gifted one book to the meeting planner. And by doing that, that led me to sell 500 books as a result of that speech. You too can do the same. Number 16, not following up on sales opportunity. The rule of seven says that it takes seven bits of communication between buyer and seller for sale to transpire. So follow up, follow up, follow up. Number 17 mistake, not selling from your own website. You always want to sell your books direct from your own website. And the reason why it's the only place on planet Earth where people can get a guaranteed signed copy of the book, where they can also pay you immediately. You keep 100% of that money, and that money is in your bank account right from the get-go. Number 18, don't hoard your books. I want you to hoard cash. I want you to hoard gold, precious metals. I want you to hoard silver. But your books are physical websites. Your books are fat business cards. Your books are lead generating tools. So gift your book away to the right people. Don't hoard them. Number 19, don't fail to leverage your credential as an author. Number 20, don't give up on your book and write book number two or number three or number four until every one of your books sells 35,000 copies, which is Dan Pointer's definition of a bona fide bestseller. Then you have my blessing to write your next book. And number 21, as we talked about earlier, there are 100 decisions that you need to make to create a world-class, perfect book that's far superior than all of the books that come out of New York. What we do with our system is over the last 25, 30 years, I've created a system where the published books that we create are printed by the number one printer in North America, ultra-bright white paper, anti-tear dust jacket, image wrap technology, where we take the dust jacket and we print it on the board of the book. And none of the New York publishers do this. If you look at the New York published books, they do cheap, 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 11-point font, so small you can't read it. They use the yellowing newspaper print where you need a magnifying glass to read it. And they do cheap board, cheap manufacturing, because for them it's all about money. And this is the reason why what we do is we create the BMW and Mercedes-Benz of the industry, and that's what you need so that you can garnish those 10, 15, 20,000 hour speaking engagements. So that's the list. And again, you can email me, Patrick at PatrickSnow.com, if you didn't get all of that list. Wow. That was a, uh, that was a very comprehensive list. A couple people, Patrick, a few people said that you said a best-selling author was 3,500 copies, and you also said 35,000 copies sold. Which one is it? It's 35,000 copies sold. That's Dan Pointer's definition. But I have clients that have sold 24 books on Amazon, and they claim to be an Amazon bestseller. I once sold 28 <laughs> books, 28 books at a book signing in Washington State, and I became a Seattle Times bestseller with 28 books. So there's a million definitions for bestsellers, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, People Magazine. Every magazine and newspaper has a bestseller list, and it's all of the above. But Dan Pointer's definition is 35,000 copies. And you can also be a New York Times bestselling author by only selling 7,500 copies. Because to be a New York Times bestseller, you need to be a top 20 seller on Amazon in any one given week and in your genre. And you could spend 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 with some of these companies that promise you that you can be a New York Times bestseller. You might be out $20,000. You might sell, you know, 30,000 books, but you might not make the list. And so it's a crapshoot. And I definitely don't recommend spending money like that. And the reason why is I have New York Times bestsellers that call me up and they can't pay their bills because they're not getting paid. So it's better to be making money doing speaking, coaching, consulting than to have the New York Times bestseller label than have no money in the bank account because the publishers are sandbagging the actual real sales numbers. And unfortunately, that happens in the industry. All right, we've got uh, a little more than 10 minutes left. If you are listening right now and you have any questions for Patrick, now would be a good time to raise your hand and let me know. I can bring you into the call. Again, star two on your telephone keypad or just push the raise hand button on the web call interface. Uh, Patrick, what are a couple of tricks or strategies that you offer to sell more books as part of your speaking gig? 
I'm going to shoot myself in my foot when I give this answer, but I have booked so many gigs using these two strategies. Number one, I let the meeting planner know that while I'm in town, I'll do a second speech for free to a local church, a school, or a nonprofit of their choice as long as we can set it up the same day or the next morning. And I booked so many gigs doing that way, so that's a secret I've been doing for years. A second thing that I do is I send the PDF ebook version of my book, not the real ebook, just the PDF file version of the book to the meeting planners, and I let them know that every single attendee, I don't care if there's 100 people in the audience or 5,000 people in the audience, every single attendee will get a free copy of Creating Your Own Destiny, The Affluent Entrepreneur, and Boy Entrepreneur as an ebook just by being part of the audience, and I've won many gigs that way as well. Looks looks like we have another caller online with a question. I think this may be Maria again. Go ahead, Maria. Hi there. Maria? Sorry, it is. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to follow up, Patrick, on the earlier question. Um, I love this idea of printing in hard copy, adding some things. I could easily stretch it out, add exercises. And I'm at this point where it's literally being um, – whatever you call it, put into the, uh, loaded into the print version. It hasn't been loaded online yet. So I'm wondering what your best advice is at this point. Hold off and have it re-laid out and push the launch date out a little bit or wait and do that down the road. I would put your best foot forward. I mean, in the scope of 20, 30, 40 year speaking career, by you delaying the manufacturing of your book by three and a half weeks, it's going to be completely irrelevant. So I wouldn't um, have any of these mistakes in your book and then try to figure out a year later to redo the book. I would just say delay it three and a half, four weeks and put your best foot forward and then and, and have it be a non-issue from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> May not be the answer you wanted to hear, but uh, it sounds like good advice. Thank you for that question, Maria. So, uh, Patrick, how about any freebies that you give the meeting planner with regards to your books that boost your chances of getting booked by a meeting planner? Well, you know, several of the meeting planners, they themselves want to become authors, and so they realize through this process of looking at my services that I'm a coach, a small business coach, revenue coach. I coach other people to, uh, to succeed in the coaching business. And so a lot of times these meeting planners uh, learn what I'm doing and then they ask for coaching help on their personal life. And a lot of times I've done that. Well, I'm like, oh, I'll give you two hours of free coaching. Uh, you book me as your speaker. I'll, I will do this. I will stay and play golf. I will uh, talk to your son about his college choice. Um, whatever you need, I'll give you an extra couple hours of my time. And they love that because they feel like they get that one-on-one that they don't get from other speakers. Looks like Charles has a question. Go ahead, Charles. Hey, uh, my question, thanks for your time. My question is, uh, I'm actually a world-class athlete and going to do a tour coming up this fall. And I want to see, what do you think is the best email to send out uh, to, you know, the prospects or the activities coordinator to start out, and what does that second follow-up email look like? Well, I will tell you that if you were to ask me that question 10 years ago, I would have a really, really, really good answer for you. But I'm a huge proponent that emailing does not work. And the reason why emailing does not work anymore is all of these major corporations have these spam filters that block people like us from the outside trying to email into them. And even if our email gets through to them, then the next thing that we have is they might have 500 emails in a day and only about 50 of the emails are good, and that means 450 are spam. So if they don't recognize your name, they don't recognize the subject matter, they're just going to delete your good email with the other 450 spam. And so later I'm going to give out my private cell phone number and offer a complimentary consultation. I do 100% of my business by text and text and text and text and mail and text and mail and text and mail. So what I would do, if I were you, I would do, and oh, by the way, voicemail, voicemail, voicemail. So I'm probably one-third voicemail, one-third mail, one-third all my business by text. 
So what I would do is I would not send emails. I would actually leave voicemails and then mail books and then follow up with voicemails uh, and then maybe a text at some point down the road. But to me, a nice 30 to 45 second voicemail, letting them know that you're mailing them a signed copy of their book and it's going to be in their mailbox in two or three days, that's going to go 100 times better than doing email. I'm a huge proponent. Uh, I, I don't even believe email works anymore. In fact, uh, if I don't get back to some of you um, that send me the request at patrick at patricksnow.com, maybe it because it went to a spam filter. So I want to apologize in advance. And unfortunately, uh, spam and spam filters prevent business from happening, but everything works still via voicemail, regular mail, and text. So hopefully that answers your question. And what do you mean by text? Uh, once you develop a relationship with a meeting planner, once you develop a relationship with them, let them know that your preferred method of communication is that they text you, and then you're allowed to text them. And so I'm always giving my cell phone number out to meeting planners, and then when they text me, then I know that it's safe to text them back. And that's how business is done, because of the fact that people read their texts. People don't read emails. All right, thanks. Thank you, Charles. So, uh, Patrick, uh, you're not a big fan of Internet publishing or New York publishing, and you are convinced that self-publishing is the best route for speakers. Can you talk just a little bit more about the, the differences in Internet publishing and self-publishing and why New York publishing is uh, not such a good idea? Well, the problem is, is we need to eliminate any and all third-party middlemen. So the problem with the Internet publishing industry, as I discussed briefly, is that they're going to mark your book up to 2x. If your softcover book is $7, these Internet publishers are going to mark your book up to $14 to sell it to you at 14 So now you want to give all these meeting planners copies of your book so you can get booked as a speaker. But you can't give away your books because you have to pay 14 14 14 14 you're giving away almost a $20 bill every single time you're trying to market yourself as a speaker. And so that's the reason why. If you go out and sell 10,000 copies of your Internet published book, that means that Internet company, after they literally took $2,000 to $20,000 from you, they just made $70,000 in profit on you on the back end. And I'm a, a huge uh, proponent of not allowing any third-party intermediary to be between you and the printer. You need to have a direct relationship with your printer. You need to choose to print either Hong Kong, China, or mainland U.S. or Canada. And whatever the printer charges, that's what you pay. And so the reason why I've given away 5,000 books over the course of a, a 20, 25-year career, which has led up to a million copies sold, because I was able to get my books for $5 or less, $7 or less. If I had to pay $15, $16, $17 to get my hardcover book, there's no way I could afford to pay those books or to mail those books out. So that's the Internet publishing industry, and that's why I'm not a big fan. The New York publishing industry, I've failed for 16 years. I have a lot of clients say, Patrick, I don't want to go the self-publishing route. I'm going to hold out for a New York publishing deal. And meanwhile, they're trying to market their speaking business. And I tell them that I failed for 16 years until 10 years ago when I got my two-book deal done. And the only thing that literally uh, my New York publisher has done for me is they got me an interview with the woman's website for a weekend. That's all they've done in the last 10 years of being with them. So the New York publishing route, if you have a manuscript done, one literary agent told me you have a 1 in 1,000 chance of getting published. If they No, I'm sorry. If you have a manuscript done, you have a 1 in 1,000 chance of them reading your manuscript if they read it, you have a 1 in 1,000 chance of them buying it. If they buy it, the average advance coming out of New York today is between $1,000 and $5,000. And then most of these contracts have a clause in there that says that you need to commit to buying 10,000 copies of your book at $10 a piece direct from the editor or from the publisher. So now you're basically signing yourself up to a negative $95,000 IOU. So I wouldn't even waste your time. Mark Victor Hansen's on record as saying that a New York publisher is nothing more than a company that pays for the printing of the book. That's all they do. They don't do any marketing, and I've experienced that firsthand. Self-publishing is what I coach and teach, but I still have a twist where we still put a self-publishing New York logo on the book. That way nobody knows. But self-publishing is what Benjamin Franklin created in this country. Mark Twain, 
Rudyard Kipling, Edgar Allan Poe, Mark Victor Hansen, Stephen King. Self-publishing is the only way to guarantee that you'll ever get published. You own 100% of the rights. You keep 100% of the profits. You make every last decision. You own the book. And if you want pink softcover, you get that. If you want purple hardcover, you get that. The only downside to self-publishing is you might be into it for seven, eight, nine thousand dollars But if you average one 5K gig per month because of your self-published books out there marketing you, you might spend seven, eight, nine thousand dollars to get your book published, but you may make an extra 50, 75, 100K a year. So it's the cost of doing business and it is the world's greatest marketing secret. So that's my insights on those three options. And then people say, what about CreateSpace? CreateSpace is not a publisher. CreateSpace is a printer. They're the lowest price printer in North America. And they're one of the 29 printers that we have in our approved vendor list of printers that we use throughout the country. So CreateSpace would tell you that they're a publisher, but they are just a printer. And that's why there's only three printing options that all of you have, Internet Publishing, New York Publishing, or self-publishing. And if you make two of those three decisions wrong, it's virtually impossible for you to succeed in this business. All right, Patrick, we are just about out of time, but I want to be sure that for anyone listening to this call today who's interested in learning more or scheduling a complimentary publishing, book marketing, or speaker consultation with you, how do they get hold of you? Absolutely. I would be honored and thrilled to offer anyone listening today or on the recording a complimentary, no obligation, 30 to 60 minute publishing, book marketing, professional speaking, or coach coaching consultation by phone, by Skype, or in person if geographically possible. I'm in San Diego for the next nine months. I'm doing a workshop here in San Diego next week. But the best way to reach me is to send me a text on my private cell phone number to schedule your complimentary session. My private cell phone number is 206-310-1200. Again, that's 206-310-1200. And when you send me a text, make certain you include your name and your time zone, your name and your time zone, first name, last name, and time zone, and I'll get back in touch with you to schedule your complimentary call, 206-310-1200. For more information on what I do, you can also view all of this online at bestsellerbookcoaching.com, bestsellerbookcoaching.com, and my speaking website, patricksnow.com, again, patricksnow.com. you have any parting words of advice that you have for our listeners that will help avoid many of the mistakes that uh, speakers make and book more gigs? I would just say this. The bottom line is, if not you, then who? You have what it takes to succeed in this industry if you believe you can. If not this, then what? I don't know another single industry out there other than maybe being a drug dealer that you can make the kind of money that you can make in this industry in the shortest time as possible. So if not you, then, then who? If not this, then what? If not now, then when? If not here, then where? My challenge for everybody listening today is to think it, ink it, believe it, achieve it. Think about your dreams, goals, and visions in this industry. Ink them down in the form of your goals or ink them down in the version of a book and then believe in yourself and you will experience the realization of your destiny. So one last time, anybody interested in a complimentary session, send me a text with your name and time zone, 206-310-1200. And Brian, I just want to thank you for having me as a guest on your show. Again, I want to emphasize this has been the single greatest investment in my whole speaking career as being a member with your organization for the last 12 years. And if you added up all of the monies that I've earned as a professional speaker on the Speaker Match gigs, it's mind-blowing. So any of you out there listening that are thinking about joining Speaker Match, do it today. It's the best $49, $59, whatever it is, the best investment you can make to position yourself as a professional keynote speaker and to get your gigs booked. Thank you very much for that completely unsolicited endorsement, Patrick. 
Um, I really do appreciate your time. If you're listening today and you have any comments you'd like to make about today's interview, you can visit us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. We really love to hear your thoughts and continue the conversation. You can also find a replay of this call on iTunes. Just search for Speaker Match, that's one word, or visit speakermatch.com slash radio and look under the replay section. Until next time, this is Brian Kaplowitz. Thanks for listening to this installment of the Speaker Match radio series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. Speaker Match is the leading provider of tools and services for emerging professional speakers. You can find more information about Speaker Match at www.speakermatch.com. Our toll-free number, if you prefer to reach us by phone, is 1-866-372-8768. International callers can reach us at area code 512-372-8768. Thank you again for listening, and we wish you the best in your speaking career. Thank you.